All right, everyone, you know what this is. This is Circle Brothers Podcast with RJ and Eric. Let's get it. Yup. actually get into the randomness of the daily things that are going on in the entertainment world we talk about just about anything that we pretty much comes in to our purview uh one of the things we want to talk about today we actually have a whole list of things going on but first things first before we actually say anything we do want to thank you for actually listening to our podcast uh we'll include some links at the end of the show so that way you can try to be about what we're actually trying to be about so we could be on the same page so that way you can actually rock with us because when you're rocking with us you're rocking with the best and that is the brothers, the Circle Brothers. So, without further ado, we got a few things going on today. Uh, we have some entertainment news, we have some video game news, we have some movie news, we have a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on. So, without per- further ado, Eric, what you got going on, man? Okay, so since you didn't catch the Nindy Showcase, this is something that um, there was an announcement that was made that is huge for any first any person that's a fan of video games. Mm-hmm. Um, they started it off with. A crazy announcement and um, I thought before there was some there was this talk of a game that no one thought possible that would be coming to Nintendo switch so there's all the speculation about is it halo is it you know um, is it Red Dead Redemption 2 or it's got to be something where no one thought it was coming mm-hmm. and it was Cuphead so uh, Cuphead is coming to Nintendo Switch April 18th. Nice. Now, if you don't know what Cuphead is, it's a game made by Studio MHDR. Uh, it's hand-drawn, and it's live jazz that's played. It's an awesome game. RJ, we played it. It's hard as heck. Yes, it but is. It's, but it's, very, it's fun. It's hard, though. Right. Um, but the crazy thing is, they, you know, with this Nindy Showcase, they... they Started off with this game. Now, MDHR is, or MHD, the studio that made Cuphead. Right. um, They are not owned by Microsoft, but Microsoft helped them develop, get more money to develop Cuphead. So it was really odd that they saw this game come to the Switch. And then after the showcase was over, some people were like, okay, so how did this happen? And as it turns out, Microsoft went to Cuphead's developer. And said, hey, why don't you put this on the Switch? So Microsoft Mm -hmm. went to a developer that developed a game on their platform Mm -hmm. and said, hey, why don't you put this on Nintendo Switch? Which is great. And I think there's a few reasons why Microsoft did this. One is because... Uh, Microsoft does not do very well in Japan. In fact, mm. um, Microsoft does the best here in the United States and parts of Europe. Not all of Europe, but parts of Europe. So the undisputed, per, the undisputed console that, that sells the most across the globe right now is Sony PlayStation 4. Right. Sony is killing it across the globe. But in other parts of the world, Sony is not doing so well. So the Nintendo Switch uh, is probably within a hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of units, half, at least less than half a million in Japan when it concerns lifetime sales. Mm-hmm. So in their home country, Sony and Nintendo, uh, within two years, Nintendo was able to catch up to PlayStation's seven years of being out so playstation 4 came out 2013 along with xbox one Mm -hmm. uh nintendo switch came out in 2017 so they've had a full two years now and they've caught up to the lifetime sales of sony so for Mm -hmm. microsoft to to take notice of that because they don't sell well at all in japan actually um they maybe sell 100 units a week if that Mm -hmm. uh, usually less than that um and so they see an opportunity. Well, our our install base is not huge in Japan, yeah. but Nintendo's is. So if we can put, um, they started with Minecraft and then allowing people to log into Xbox Live through that, and Nintendo allowed that. Mm-hmm. So now uh, with you seeing with Cuphead coming out, 
Um, there's also some other announcements that Sony's probably going to make, or I mean that Microsoft's probably going to make regarding Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people believe that that is um, Microsoft using xCloud to allow people to log into Game Pass and put Game Pass on the Nintendo Switch. So that mm-hmm. means that you can play all the library games that are on Game Pass and play that on Nintendo. Now, for those people who don't know what that means, um, that, that's huge. Because mm-hmm. that means that you can play first, that, that potentially means you can play first party games, mm-hmm. like Halo, Gears of War, on Nintendo Switch. Right. That's pretty much Microsoft's bread and butter, which is like the, the flagship ones. Yeah. The ones that they already are exactly. selling on their exactly. own service, which actually promotes their streaming uh, service um, shift and getting away from digital media, which we, they've actually, they and other companies have actually been doing for quite a while. But as far as trying to introduce games as a service instead of just buying a physical product of an actual game, which they're still going to do, but they're trying to double down on their own IP and actually try to make people go ahead and play the games as a service and try to get, carry a subscription service so that we can play a whole library of games instead of just buying just one game. And I, and I think that going uh, in in 10 years, I think that, and this kind of goes into what you want to talk about with Google Stadia, um, I think that the way video games are going, they, they want to get away from physical, at least... Um, Sony and Microsoft do. Nintendo, I don't think so. Not so much. Although they have been heavy on pushing um, with the with the Nindies, mm-hmm. um, because those are all those are all digital only. Um, so they still combine the digital and physical. Most of the all of their their first party games are coming out um, digitally and physically. So. Um, but I noticed your physical media has actually gotten smaller and smaller and smaller because now is for the uh, Switch, is is it actually like the little uh, SD cards that they're using for the games now or is it? Yeah, they, well, they so they're, they essentially are kind of like SD cards, but they're cartridges. Mm-hmm. Um, Just really, really, really small. Yeah, like the okay. size of like the, I think they're even smaller than the DS ones or the, yeah, yeah. They're, but they're smaller than the DS um, cards. Mm-hmm. But they're still physical, so right, you can right. you can take them out, you can swap them, and, and it's always good to have that. But I think that um, as music has gone away from physically owning a disc or a cassette mm. um, or vinyl um, or a track, if you remember, real to real, jeez. So all all the all the. All the ones that we're used to, um, what were the ones that we... Dats, dat tapes. Oh, gosh. Damon had dat tapes out the wazoo. <laughs> so, um, right. so as, as, as companies decide they didn't want people to physically own, and that cuts down on piracy and stuff. It makes yeah. it a lot harder for people our age and probably closer to their 30s up to our age right. um, to, to understand what what that means to not physically own stuff for us is very difficult, but for kids, my, like my kid's age, you know, owning something digitally or just streaming something is very relevant for them. So right. I, I, I see that it'll start off as a trickle and then as, as time goes on, it'll get, uh, it'll get better for, for those people, for us, you know, it, it'll, it'll suck. Right. <laughs> Right, which is understandable. But the, here's a thing, though, for those who are, who are not really understanding why we're griping about it. Not that we're angry old men screaming, get off my lawn, shaking our fist. Uh, <laughs> what it is is that we understand, especially since you know we used to tinker around with music back in the day, too. And we know that when it comes to music, we're talking about music back in the day. It's all about ownership, who owns the rights to set music. And it's kind of like the thing now where, like, for instance, the Michael Jackson estate actually has been making a buttload of money since he's actually been gone. That's because the estate for the estate actually owns his uh, his masters. And I believe they actually work out deals with other companies that actually I'm pretty sure Michael Jackson, if he were alive, 
they would not actually be gone. They would not actually go for it. And I think that's the same thing for Prince because Prince is actually in the same boat now that he's passed on. Uh, the labels that have actually been pushing hard his older musics and his older older stuff because at the time when he signed the deals, he didn't actually own it. And the labels actually do. So now that he's gone, he's going to be gone for a while. People in my generation and Eric's generation and younger or actually older have actually missed his music. So they're on the nostalgia kick. So they're going to basically go buy the music now that it's being redistributed back out as if it's actually brand new, but it's actually old, but we actually know it. We buy it, but it really doesn't go to his estate. Not really. It actually goes towards those who are holding it, which is the record labels. Going back to circling back around to uh, video games. It, the reason why we're finicky about that is because we know everything about a physical ownership. If you actually have a physical game, no one can break into your house like the FBI or SWAT to try to take those games away from you if somebody from Nintendo decides that they want to do something different. Uh, now, if you have a digital copy of a game, Nintendo can change the rules to the game at any given point in time. If you look through your terms and services, I'm pretty sure it's actually buried there in the paperwork. Yep. That they can actually do whatever they want in all the games that you have actually purchased. Full price games, $60, $50, the extension packs, anything that you actually bought along with it. If they change the rules and say, we're not going to service these particular games anymore, we're going to put out the brand new games in this older game. Uh, we'll allow you to play up to a certain point in time, and then after that it goes away. It, that could very, very much happen. <laughs> yeah, it happened with Apple. So right. I, in yeah. iTunes, there's been people who have purchased... Uh, movies and if Apple no longer has a deal with that movie studio um, then if you didn't have a backup of that and all you did was have it stored in the cloud um, or on Apple servers which mm -hmm. is you know their their cloud um, then you would no longer have access to it however you, you've been paying for that for what they'll tell you is that you didn't actually own the actual property what you owned was actually a lease for the access to to their service. Exactly. So that's the reason why we're fussing about it because the rules can change at any given point in time and all that money that you've invested in it goes away where if you actually had a physical copy, no one actually could take that from you. And we actually know the value of that. However, you know, younger people may not understand the value of that until the rules start to shift in a in a way that's not in your favor. So, so FYI. Back up your game. Back up your stuff. Yep. So Or yeah. buy digital. Or I mean, don't buy digital, buy physical. Right. Or don't get too attached. Just buy <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, I'm almost done. I'm about to beat Spider-Man. But it's race now. Sony took it. Yep, that, that could yeah. happen. And I would be so angry if Sony did that, dude. So right now, like, I've been playing, uh, mm. like, I've got the DLC for Spider-Man. I finally decided, about, like, two or three weeks ago, I wanted to get that. And um, I went through the heist. Um, so it's the whole thing with Black Cat. And, like, it is... Super messed up, but if you read comics, you know, like, his right. tumultuous relationship with Black Cat, it's more, I think this one, they kind of made it more like Batman's relationship with Catwoman. So um, like, yeah. And, and, it, and so it was, uh, um, it was, it was great. It was great. But if you don't know the comic, the history of the comics and you're playing it, you're just like, oh, that's, that's just cliched. Well, kind of, but... If you know the characters, it was great. It was good. Cool, cool. Anything extra to actually go with it? Did they give you any extra outfits or any bonus features? Yeah, like there's a Scarlet Spider 2 outfit that you get. Hmm. Um, there's, um, oh man, I forget the movie. Like, I know they've given free, like, not free ones, but ones that. Like, just for, like, an update. It's like the Fantastic Four suit mm -hmm. where Spider-Man had the bag over his head. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That was, that was, like, so that one's on there. And then they had the Sam Raimi suit. Bad so, I mean, um, so, like, they've... Uh, they it, It's a great game, though. I, I love uh, Spider-Man on Sony PlayStation 4. It's, it's probably one of the best comic book games um, since the Batman, uh, the Arkham series. Which I think was the pinnacle. Um, but that, that's there. No, that's cool. That's cool. So, with on my end, I haven't had a chance to play any games, but I've been catching up on a, uh, a TV show. Uh, it's called Deadly Class. It's actually on uh, sci fi right now. I think they're almost towards the end of the season. 
Uh, if you don't know, uh, for those who are actually listening, Deadly Class is actually based off of a comic book from Image Comics. Uh, if you don't know what it is, Google it, look it up, you'll be surprised what you actually find. What it is, is actually, uh, it's actually based on a kid that was actually in, let's see, the whole genre is actually based from somewhere in the mid-80s, where there's actually a kid that actually gets picked up off the street by this, uh, by this mentor for this uh, school of assassins. And what it is, it's literally set up like a high school for assassins. And they, they, you know how you know high schools have cliques. So they are, there's all these different cliques that are actually there, and all the cliques that are there, everyone that's actually there in the school is associated with. Actually, most of them are associated with uh, organized crime. Like for there's a group of yakuza kids mm-hmm. that that's actually in the show. There's a group of there's a group of kids uh, called a Dixie Mob. <laughs> it's all it's all like uh, back hills. Uh, Aryan and a whole bunch of other kids that's actually there so they all hang together and they all had all these groups had their group leader you have a Vatos which is actually the Hispanic one the Hispanic uh, group of kids uh, let's see and of course they're from like cartel connections and different things like that uh, there's another one uh, let's see there's a few uh, there's a Russian there's a Russian group <laughs> I don't even know what they actually call them I actually forgot uh, they also have uh, prep school kids, like kids like from the F, like children of FBI agents and like children of spies, and there's like it's all these elements of kids and all these different personalities that are like trying to get through the success in school, where they actually have the teachers that are actually just as crazy as the students. So it's really cool, and this random kid actually from the street gets picked up from the actual uh, head of the assassin school. And actually tries to make the kid literally is trying to make his way through the actual school because before he was actually homeless. So that's how they actually picked him up. They found him on the street, picked him up. If you want to know how or why, you probably want to go ahead and actually take a look through the actual comic. It's actually interesting. But if you're not really a reader, no problem. Go on to Sci-Fi. I think I actually still have it at Sci-Fi.com. If you want to actually go and check it out from there, it's called Deadly Class. One of the actors that's actually there, the one that plays the uh, the headmaster for the school, his, uh, I forgot his, I think his name is the Master Zin or Z, uh, but it's actually played by Benedict Wong, and that's the guy who's uh, who's actually known as, uh, from uh, he's actually the guy that was on... Doctor Strange? Yeah, Doctor Strange. Ooh, ooh, and, and he was uh, Genghis Khan. Yep, Genghis, Genghis Khan on uh, Marco Polo on yep. Netflix, which is also a good watch if you haven't oh seen gosh, it. I was so mad when they, when they didn't renew that. Oh. Yes, Netflix is starting to shape themselves like the regular broadcasting networks where they have something good and they kill it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, like uh, what was it? Life Sucks? I haven't seen that one. That one was... <laughs> <laughs> so I like, not not to like no, no, not no. to the sidebars, but like that show was about um, life in the '90s, like going mm-hmm. into high school in the '90s. Mm-hmm. So all the things that you that you and I can remember from the '90s, right. it, it was like bringing back our childhood. Like uh, my <laughs> friend Joel had told me about that, and um, he was like, "Dude, you gotta watch the show." And I'm like, "Shout out to Joel, man!" Yeah, and so like. Uh, and I'm like, Joel, I don't know. He was like, no, nah, man, seriously. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll watch it, I'll watch it. And then, like, my wife and I watched it, and Chrissy and I were hooked. Like, we just just, just blew through that, and only to find out that it wasn't renewed. So, I mean, like, it's a good watch. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, and it ends in a way where they could just end it, but it was really good. Like, dope. you can identify with all the characters. Dope, dope. So, like I was saying before... Deadly class. If you're interested, go to sci-fi.com or go ahead and watch it on sci-fi. You can actually catch it there. Uh, if you're interested in the book, just go to comicsology.com. Uh, uh, if you haven't been there before, it's actually an online comic streaming service. I think they actually will let you, if you haven't been there before, they'll actually let you sign up for a week and you can get free comics. Uh, just go ahead and go to comicsology.com and just go ahead and sign it up and look for Deadly Class and it'll actually be there. And I believe it's actually a free read. So you can go ahead and binge through a whole bunch of stuff there. The entire season of the TV show usually runs through about, I think, about first six or some odd issues of the comic book. And the comic books are really good, too. Artwork is amazing. So if you have time, check it out. 
next on our list of things we want to actually talk about, the randomness that is Google and what it is that they're actually doing with their introduction of their new service called Stadia. It's an odd one. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's one of those things like I put like this. If you actually go to a, um, a, a magic show and you actually start to see the magician do tricks, but you're like, dude, I, I see the wire behind you. <laughs> and I, I see the assistant like trying to hide stuff that you're, you're trying to do. And it's like, it's just, I, it's not believable. That's pretty much the presentation for the Google uh, Stadia when they try to make the release. I think they made that uh, announcement was either earlier this week or last week when they actually made that announcement. It sounds very, very appealing. However, what it is is that they're saying that you could actually play uh, games on their servers who that can actually broadcast on uh, 1080p right now, 4K, which they're eventually going to get to really soon from what they've said, and then eventually go over to 8K once they have more people actually get involved in it and once they have more time to tinker with it. The two games that they actually showed off for it was uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and also they tried to show a picture of Doom, but they never showed any gameplay. So that's the part that has me a bit concerned. They did show gameplay of Doom. Someone else did showed they? it. Yeah, okay. someone else showed it. And um, so the what they reported was that there, it was pretty laggy still. Mm -hmm. Like with Doom, if, if you haven't played the newer versions of Doom, Twitch gameplay is like the biggest thing. You need the lowest latency and it, 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 if you're going to do yourself a service, you want to play Doom on, on PC. You don't want to play on the consoles um, just because you want the highest settings and you want to be able to react very quickly. Well, when uh, I think it was CNET had, uh, had played it mm -hmm. and they were saying that although the visuals look gorgeous in the video, it did. It mm -hmm. looked great. Mm -hmm. But they were saying that some of the, some of the moves and stuff the input lag was so significant that it took away from it. And that, that would not make that game fun. And that's where you're going to run into the issues. Mm -hmm. So when you're playing any first-person shooter games, any of the, uh, like, if they bring Apex Legends, Fortnite, um, Black Ops uh, 4, I think, right. um, then you're going to not, you're not going to have fun. Because of the input lag, right. you're, you're, you're going to get killed and uh, you're not going to like it. But if you're playing like an RPG, yeah, I think that's fine. Um, that shouldn't be any issue. But their, right. their thing with lag is going to be huge. But then also goes into uh, Microsoft's xCloud, which is the same type of service. Mm -hmm. But Microsoft has said that their latency is down to 30 milliseconds. Whereas Stadia... Their lag was, I think, 100 milliseconds or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, 117 milliseconds. So they still got work to do. Yeah, yeah. And so they still haven't even announced pricing or anything like that. Uh, would I get Google Stadia? No, no. I, I don't think it's worth it. I still like my consoles. Right. Um, there, there's nothing that makes me want to run out. And after I saw it, I, I watched it and I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think kids. If you're a younger kid, because um, you can play it on any device, that might be fun. But eh. and like, did you see how the controller works? Like, you actually can your controller goes onto your Wi-Fi. It's not Bluetooth. It's controlled by yeah, Wi-Fi. Yeah, I've heard of that. So I'm, I'm curious to see that, but while well, I was like watching the uh, them play Assassin's Creed Odyssey for the demo, mm -hmm. and when they were switching it through the different devices, I was like, okay, well, I mean, it sounds appealing. I, it, it does. My question is, is it really going to work like that? Because even when I was watching it, I saw a bit of lag here and there. So that that's kind of curious. And that's just for, for like those who like to play the role-playing games. But if they're going off of what's popular, what's popular now is the, uh, the uh, 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 what's it called? It's, it's the uh, stream. Well, not necessarily stream. Okay, I'm looking at the Doom one right now. Okay. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it looks, right, it it looks, looks gorgeous. It looks smooth. 
But I was like, for the uh, the online competing ones, the ones that the kids are into, like the, your Fortnites and the Apex and stuff like that, where you're, you're definitely going to need a certain rate of speed in order to be able to keep up. And I think that that, like you said, that's going to be a problem because there's a lot of activity going on at a lot of frame rates being th thrown around and somebody's going to get end up lagging even though they're sharing the same server. <laughs> Looking at the comments, I was like, you know what? Let me add a sidebar. You you folks in YouTube and y'all's comments, man. Well, eventually, once we get our YouTube up, you'll actually hear about it. But for right now, we're actually doing under construction. But y'all's people's comments is hilarious. But this is this is the thing that this is the thing that I don't like about Google Stadia is that it's so tied to YouTube and everything that like you know you know what they're using the service for mm. is there because it's google so they're taking all of your your playing habits and they're they're taking your your data so they can decide on what games they want to bring but if you're going to do that you're doing this off the backs of the kids who are going to want this and that means it's all going to be games that i don't want to play more likely. Right. And so because they want the most money in the pot. Right. Is, and it's whatever is the flavor of the week yeah. on on YouTube or if they bring Twitch into a Twitch game like uh, the Twitch service into it. Right. Which they probably won't because um, you know, Google owns YouTube. So right. um I I don't know. I, I, I or like the fact that if you see like if we got Google Stadia and we're playing a game, mm -hmm. and then and we set up our you know, once our channels is all set up and everything like that. You're like, oh, I see RJ and Eric playing. I want to jump on and play with them. Well, for some some members, you know, people who are subscribed, that'd be pretty cool. But if you have like millions of subscribers, which I hope we get, then how are you going to be able to say, okay, you have to be. You have to be paying into our, like, if we have a Patreon account. Mm -hmm. So if you're one of our higher tiered Patreon members, yeah, you can play with us whenever. Right. But if you're not, the chances of you playing mm -hmm. are going to be slim to none. And that kind of takes away from people playing with you if that's your focus. Right. I, I mean, I don't so know. It's, so I understand what you're saying. So pretty much in a nutshell, it's still... As nice and as wonderful as it is, and as widespread it is trying to be throughout different devices, you're still playing with a Google ecosystem. Right. So if you're not a part of that Google ecosystem, then you're going to be left out in the cold. Uh, now, as far as what we see right now, it's like barrier to entry just to get a Google account is very easy. It's free to get a Google account. But as far as Stadia and their services, they have not announced their services or their pricing for the services as of yet. So that's the part I'm really interested in seeing. How much are you going to charge for this um, halfway broken down? Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Um, test this out for us with you paying our pockets money-wise. I don't know how it's going to cost. So. Oh, oh, oh. So also, mm -hmm. um, you have to think about what your connection needs to be. Ah. So, I mean, how many people out there are going to be able to get... Um, speeds that are fast enough. I think you only need maybe 20, mm. 20 down to play it. Okay. But, but, so I know right now I have 100 meg. Right. So, um, but that's because my internet service provider offers that unlimited right. data. Right. I don't have to worry about data caps. Mm. But if you live in a place that only has... Verizon or God forbid AT&T Uverse. Ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and you and you have like a 100 gig cap, your kids not going to be able to play because who knows what this is what right. what the streaming is going to mm. what impact it's going to have because they haven't given us that data. True. So but this also opens the door for new opportunities for Google Google Fiber because if you have enough folk complaining about their lack of internet service, Google will look like hmm there's a financial opportunity over here where there's a lot of gamers and a lot of people that are willing to pay, but, you know, they got crappy internet. Why don't we just go ahead and just see if we can put our little footholds here? Because they've actually quietly been doing that since 2012. I wonder if you can get Google Fiber out here. That is a good question. I believe the closest one to Ohio is, is it Georgia? Somewhere in Georgia? I can't remember. But we're looking it up as we speak here, so we'll find out in a moment.
Oh, yeah, no, I don't think we're nowhere close. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, wait, Chicago. Chicago. Um, why have, why, never mind, I'm not going, I'm not going to mess with that Chicago, y'all, y'all cool, I don't want y'all shooting at my place. <laughs> Denver, okay, Denver, that's a pretty big city. Mm-hmm. Utah, what? Yeah, Utah was one of the first, I thought. Why? Mormons don't care about But they got all that land. Oh. <laughs> they can lay all that fiber and see what happens. Let's see who else is close. Charlotte? It's a growing city. It's hippies. It, exactly. It's a growing city. Whatever, dude. Yeah, it is. It, it's a growing okay, city. Okay, anywhere in California, I get it. Right. Seattle, I get it. Uh, Texas, what is it? Austin and Houston, it looks like, or Dallas. Yeah. That's Austin, okay, I figures. Yeah. And that's a pretty liberal city, so. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to be a tech hub. San Antonio, too, so. okay, I get it. Those yeah. two make sense. But nothing, nothing in Ohio. Wait, where's, what's that in the middle? That looks like Kansas City. Um, Kansas City? Why yeah. Kansas City? Why Kansas City? I think they were number two on the list. That sucks, dude. Because that's when they were just testing it and see if people would vibe with it. What, people in the Midwest? Yeah. They don't first. represent the Midwest. Yes, they do not. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't want Ohio to be a part of the Midwest anymore. I want Ohio to be East Coast. I really well, do. Because well, yeah. make make every place out like west of Ohio, Midwest, like Indiana, Illinois, Missouri. Kids, you know you live there, so you guys right. are Midwesterners. We're not. Right. <laughs> We're so back to the back to the Google, uh, yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it actually pans out. They just made the announcement, and I think they said they were going to try to release it somewhere later in 2019. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that with Google Stadia. Uh, yeah, we'll have to watch E3 and see yeah. what they because they they said that the, they're going to bring more information this summer, which means something in E3. Right. But Sony's not going to be at E3, but Sony's going to have a Nintendo Direct-like event coming up soon. So not <laughs> only are they getting crushed by Nintendo in Japan and their home... They're not going to do their own presentation in E3 anymore? No, they're not coming to E3 this year. They're, they're not going to bring back the flute guy? <laughs> if you don't if you don't understand what I'll talk about, please, please look through last year's E3 for PlayStation. Oh the first, I think like 5, 10, 15 minutes was so awkward because they had a guy come out there in a whole Japanese getup. <laughs> this poor white guy in his full Japanese getup with a flute. Just going to town for about like at least about a good 10 minutes or so. And everybody in the crowd was just like, what? Right. Everybody just wanted to see games, and it's like it's like you know somebody's like trying to be cool. It's just like yeah, guys, yeah, let's go, let's get pumped up. And, and they bring out the flute guy, like, <laughs> and then you want to fall asleep. Glad everyone in the crowd falling asleep. At least if you bring out like you know rock music or, or hip hop, you know people are like yeah. Oh, it came out with it had the ambiance in the background with like the the blowing of weeds and everything like that and a nice cloud in the moon skies. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that that had me that had me like even like we were all sitting around my television watching it. It was just like what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! But outside of that, okay. So as we'll as we'll talk about before the. Uh, the E3 will actually introduce oh, it. Oh gonna, my gosh, Eric found me. I gotta play it, I gotta play it. <laughs> so, this is what we're gonna talk about. Now, I think the reason why they did this was for. Um, crap, what was it? What's the game that. Um, oh gosh, this is there's a There's a game that. They were wanting to show that, you know, this made sense, but... Is this where you're introducing Shadows Die Twice? No, it's not Sekiro. Sekiro or, uh, it's the other one that is coming out. Oh, it's going to bug me now. I got to know what the uh, what that game is. <laughs> um, so that, that that's a snippet. That's a snippet of what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, but the thing is, is that you hear it, but you got to see the video, too. And this was actually the beginning of that of that press conference for uh, PlayStation, so everybody was looking for some excitement, looking for everything else. And then when they heard that flute, it was just like, "Oh, is this it?" Rage, no, not control. Oh, 
no. Oh my gosh. No, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously, I cannot remember the name of that game. But it looks so dope, though. Right, Last of Us 2. Wait. Wait. They're not even Uh-oh. showing that. It's a it's a it's a samurai game, but oh, I can't think of the name of it. But it it is. And did it actually get released? Did no, it hasn't it? been released yet. That and, even still. Yeah, it's it's like um, probably because that bad reaction. No, no, no. It, Ghost of Tsushima. That's what it is. Uh, it's Ghost of Tsushima. Um, no, Ghost of Tsushima looks so dope. But um, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, that's what that was. Oh, okay. I thought they did release. Did that release? No, uh-uh. Oh. No. Interesting. But anyway, so Ghost of Tsushima, Yoshima, check it out. Uh, next that we're going to actually talk about, Marvel, Disney, and a little known company called Fox. The mouse has had its way. I've been telling people no one outbids the mouse, and I was correct. Yeah. Fox is now owned by Disney. The mouse has all of the properties for Marvel now. He has all the pieces. That also means he has uh, Fantastic Four, and he also has X-Men. And he is very happy. The mouse is pleased with all of his cheese. So... <laughs> With this one, uh, is is very interesting. Uh, now that the mouse actually owns Fox, a couple other tidbits I actually found out too, uh, going through the information on the internets. Uh, Disney lays off former Fox executives after $71 billion merger, and this was 22 hours ago. And this is from the New York Daily News. Oh, yes, so I told you when the mouse is in charge, heads will roll. And he's going to laugh and say, I have all the cheese now. (laughs) I did this to you. (laughs) So anyway, uh, now that Disney actually has all the properties, has the properties for... uh, Aliens? Ooh, yeah. Aliens. um, Let's see what else. Avatar. Ooh, that means the queen from Aliens is now a Disney princess. No, I saw that on hers. (laughs) She's not. Because she's a queen. Ah, that is true. That was made Ridley, Ripley the Disney princess. That would still be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't watch Nerdist News, like you got to subscribe to their channel on YouTube. It's really great. Right. So, anywho. Uh, so, now that the mouse has all the pieces. I, I, I had a friend at work. His name is Joey Susan. Shout out to Joey. He actually inter- introduced a very interesting question, which is, now that they have all the properties... Which one should go first in the Marvel Universe now that they have all the pieces? Should it be Fantastic Four or should it be X-Men? Fantastic Four. And I'll give you my reasons. Run it. But I want to I want to hear yours. Okay. No, no. I was going to say Fantastic Four too. So it, it's kind of cheating because we, we at, since we are brothers, sometimes we share a hive mind. So. <laughs> so don't be surprised if you hear the same things come out of Eric in a moment. Uh, I would say Fantastic Four. Uh, I would introduce Fantastic Four, bring it, bring out Fantastic Four. Uh, in the midst of bringing out Fantastic Four, you, of course, would bring out Doom. Here's the connection, though. In the midst of Doom, doing the things that Doom does, uh, Dr. Doom, that is, uh, somehow you would actually uh, slide in a sidebar for Spider-Man, trying to re- remake that connection. And through the Spider-Man, through the cinematic universe, you would... Daisy chain that over to the uh, to the X Men, and just have an introduction there, and then from the X Men reroute it back over to Avengers, and then from Avengers you can actually ring everything full back to circle and have a whole big mess of everything, and just have Avengers versus X Men. Okay, 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 okay. I like I like everything you're saying. I'll just add one little thing. Shoot, I'll add one little thing, and that thing is. Um, so with these, with these, with the next Avengers movie or the next movie that they come out with, mm-hmm. you need to have a scene where someone's watching television, and on it, it's Senator Kelly talking about he's hearing reports of other people with powers. Mm-hmm. So you don't bring out the fact that he's talking about mutants, mm-hmm. but you just introduce Senator Kelly, mm-hmm. and by introducing Senator Kelly, you open up this world of mutants. 
So whenever you show, you start with like hopefully they'll tease. Is I think I think the Russos have something teasing Reed Richards mm-hmm. in this mo- in the in in game. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? I mean, everything that they've probably shown us is a lie. <laughs> but or they just say, hey, remember all that stuff we just did the past ten years? That was an alternate universe. Here's another one. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I I wouldn't doubt that happens. But I think if you you introduce Reed Richards, you introduce all of Fantastic Four, introduce Doom, and then um, but in doing so, you uh, you start to show Senator Kelly. Uh, if you guys don't know who Senator Kelly is, he was the main uh, main U.S. senator that was against uh, mutants and wanted to have the Mutant Registration Act, mm-hmm. um, and so. He he is a villain of the, of mutants, uh, and and so by adding him in early sets the tone for what they do with X Men, and I think that um, given the climate that this country's in, and we don't want to talk about politics on this channel, I think that the time is right for them to do X Men because that's what X Men represented mm. anyway in comic books is talking about rights for people, right? Um, and but they did that through comic books. So I think the time is now to actually develop the story so it makes sense and is still relevant to this day and age. Right. But show Senator Kelly. Uh, I know. I think we've talked about this before. Where I think that um, what they should do to 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 do to show Reed Richards is to have in the next Guardians movie have them go on the ship and when they're on the ship they're on. It can be any. You pick any alien civilization because they're all cross paths with everybody in every comic books. But I right. think if they did the Shi'ar and introduce the Shi'ar and then have them on the ship and then Reed Richards, like they show him on the ship in space or something like that. Mm-hmm. And as he goes under the ship, he's like, you know, oh, hey, we're humans. And then um, when he, they're like, oh, no, we've already talked to humans before. In fact, we have a human on our ship now. And then when they go on the ship, you, all you see is this bald guy standing but you immediately don't think it's Professor X because he's standing he's not in a wheelchair right but you also have to understand that Shi'ar gave him the technology for all kinds of stuff so right. he was able to stand um and plus the whole thing with Lalandra and if you don't read X-Men go read X-Men so right. you can understand who the Shi'ar are and uh, who Lalandra is and what she meant for Professor X and the X-Men because she's the one, well, the Shi'ar are the ones who helped create Cerebro. Right. It wasn't Mag- Mag- Magneto that did <laughs> like they did in the movie, so I hope they fix that crap. Right. So that that's dope. That's dope. I'm trying to think, too. It's like, okay, if, if, I, if I didn't have anything extra as far as other pieces that I could introduce and I had to literally work with whatever they have right now to try to re- Re try to either continue or rebrand the whole franchise of literally everything for Marvel because they still have another uh, Fox has still has another movie coming out with um, uh, Dark Phoenix. What was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Dark Phoenix. Is that later this year that comes out? If it comes out, <laughs> well, they <laughs> they from what I heard, I, I, from what I heard, I thought they already like already have it slated for release. Like it's already done and in the can. They're but just, it's been pushed back so many times. Just like uh, right. the New Mutants movie, mm-hmm. like it's not even now, who that, even that even, I thought they canceled or even rerouted over to Hulu. Did they really? No, not yet. That's okay. what the talk is. Okay, but um, yeah. So I, I imagine that they probably won't do much with Dark Phoenix, um, just because one, you don't want to leave a nasty taste in people's mouth for X Men. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you also want to give some time to pass. So if it is that crappy that people are like, oh, another X Men movie, because yeah. I know the last one's like the Apocalypse one that was garbage, man. Like, of course, uh, they made Apocalypse so gar- janky, and I hate that because yeah. like you can't take a character with his caliber, with that mutant of that that Omega level mutant, right, and then just. Whittle make him, him down. Make him basic. Yeah, like, uh, That's because they, well, if he's so overpowered, he won't, or people won't be able to fight him. And they won't be believable when they win. Yeah, but that's what happened in the comics. He was always OP, so. Of course, because he lives forever. He right, can't, he can't kill be him. killed. So, <laughs> uh, any, but, yeah. so I, but I think that um, one way that they introduce mutants, and this is something that they've talked about, I think mm. this is why they pushed back Black Panther 2. Yeah. Um, 
not just because um, Ryan Coogler's directing another movie, right? Uh, which I think was a Lion King. Yeah, he's doing Lion King yeah. for Disney. But I think um, this allows them to to finally have Fox and the ability to do mutants. And I think that it's going to be Black Panther versus Namor. And if, for those who don't know, Namor uh, is a mutant. Um, right. So they retconned his story um, to make him a mutant versus just an, an Atlantean. Or is he Atlantean? Yeah, he is Atlantean. He is Atlantean, but from what I can understand from the comics, he was read, He was the one of the first mutants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Neymar was. So, which is still an interesting conundrum. But here's the funny thing, though. I thought Neymar was owned by Universal. So that's still a gray area. Is he? Yeah. It's him and a couple other pieces. Incredible Hulk is owned by Universal. It's them two, and then there's another one. Uh, I can't remember. I know it's not Deadpool. It's someone else that's that's kind of like in the gray area. You don't really hear from him a lot. Huh. It's either it's one of the twins. It's either um, um, Quicksilver or Wanda, or both, because they're kind of gray areas. From what I looked at a map of it a while ago, it showed who owned what at a certain point of time. This was back in twenty ten when I looked that up. Thing. So, so it's interesting. That's the map. That's the map they looked at. Yeah, the visual guide to ah, explain okay. the evolution of Marvel characters' yep. rights. And what we're looking at, we're actually, if you Google it, just look, Google a visual guide to Marvel character movie rights. Oh, okay. And it'll show a bubble of all the Marvel characters and how they overlap and how some of them are completely separate. Ooh. And it shows who actually owns what. All right, so 20th Century Fox owns the rights to all of X-Men mm-hmm. and Fantastic Force, Galactus, Silver Surfer. Ooh, Dazzler? Oh, yeah, Dazzler is mutant. Um... And then Sony, yeah, all the spider stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, See, but who's in the halfway right there? Kingpin. Ooh. So that means Kingpin is in between everything Marvel does and also the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Oh, and Vincent D'Onofrio did say he wanted to do something with the Spider-Verse. So, because Vincent D'Onofrio actually played the Kingpin on uh, Marvel, Marvel Netflix's uh, Daredevil. And he did a really good job too. So, but she, so the Hulk, Betsy Ross, She Hulk, Abomination, General Ross. Although General Ross is kind of Marvel, so he's like in between. Um, but She Hulk, the leader. All right, so that, but Namor is kind of like in between. So they can't make, so I think what that means is they can't make um like with the hulk they can't make a hulk solo movie mm-hmm. but they but can they include do. hulk in any movie and right. i think one way they could introduce um wolverine mm-hmm. is to do a uh um what was what was um hulk's alter ego where he was the bouncer what was that what was that name that he had um, i don't remember that one yeah he is a uh um, as we're looking it up, I can't. Oh man, I can't think of what his name is. Joe Fixit. That's right. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So, and it was always Joe Fixit versus uh, Patch. Hmm. Who is Patch again? Wolverine. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Because I remember Joe Fix It. And then I remember what was the other one that was like old 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 man Hulk that was Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See that would be a good one off for a patch and Joe Fix It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would uh That'd be more like an alternate universe type of thing, but that would be No, really they good. can they can start it off now so you can introduce Wolverine. Don't make don't make Wolverine an X-Men. Right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, introduce him later on mm-hmm. and have him kind of like... Introduce, reintroduce the X-Men franchise? Yeah. Okay. Which is how it was supposed to be done, but they mucked it up royally, so... But anyway, so that's actually good. That's actually good. So, let's see. Outside of that, do you got anything else you want to actually bring up to the plate? Because I think that's about all I actually have. No, like I... um uh, I was talking to my kids about 
into the Spider-Verse, and I, like, shared, you know, the ability for them to watch it. Yeah. And my son sent me this message, and he, it's, it's hilarious, like, this thread that we, uh, we were going off of, and, um, he was saying, like, he, my kids love, um, the guy who played Spider, Spider-Ham, um, so he was saying, so I'm watching Into the Spider-Verse, right? And I'm watching in the background when Jake Johnson's Spider-Man comes in and I see uh, oh, an Oh Hello billboard. Um, so that's, oh gosh, what is that guy's name? So that's one of their favorite comedians. Um, the two guys who do, um, there's, there's a show on Netflix. I can't, what's the name of that show on Netflix? That's about kids, but kids shouldn't watch it. <laughs> Um, let's see. Let me take a look. Oh, hello is, um, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. So it's John Mulaney that does Spider-Ham. So that's what he was talking about. And then I go into, um, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure there's Easter eggs everywhere in that movie. He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, they're making a sequel. And he's like, oh, thank God. Which is right, because that movie is awesome. I mean, if you haven't watched Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. you, should, you should definitely watch it. Um, and and I told him, I was like, well, you know what it's it'll be about, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like... <laughs> yeah. And then Rebecca's like, oh, shoot, that's great. And my son's like, eh, whatever. Because <laughs> he doesn't really care about the whole love thing. But I, but I know he's aware of it. Because right. even he, like... And I was like, well, you know they got married and have kids. And he was like, oh, yeah, because... Their kids have are, have spider powers too, and I'm like, oh shoot, my son knows like these comic stuff, this obscure things that he's most, aware. Yeah, <laughs> Drew Garrett knowing that crap, <laughs> like um, all of them too. And my my uh, oldest daughter, Michaela, her her boyfriend, um, mm. Caleb, even knows like we went to go see Venom mm. for Michaela's birthday, and um, afterwards, you know, when they showed. Uh, Woody Harrelson um, playing um, Carnage. Well, well, yeah, Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah, so um, Cletus Cassidy, and he was like, "Oh, it's Cletus Cassidy!" And like, we're all sitting there like talking yeah. about spider characters and stuff, and yeah. holding on this great conversation. It's like, oh wow, my not only are my kids nerds, but my daughter's boyfriend is like serious nerd, which is great. Yes, I like, like Caleb's a nice kid, and Caleb, if you're listening. You're a great guy. Just don't cross my daughter. I'll kill you. <laughs> Wait, can I say that? I don't know. You just did. Oh. So. <laughs> Seriously, we know people. But anyway, that's the end of our Circle Brothers podcast. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, if you do actually check us out, uh, you want to go to uh, go in your Facebook, search Circle Brothers or just Circle Bros as Circle, C-I-R-C-L-E, B-R-O-S, period. And that's for us at Circle Bros. And you'll be able to see our logo with the double circle. That's for both of us. That's for me. My name's Eric. My name's RJ. <laughs> oh, gosh. And that guy laughing in the background is Eric. Yes, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we actually appreciate y'all checking us out and giving us some love. Go ahead and give us some love. Give us some likes. If you actually agree with us on anything that we actually said, or even if you disagree with us, go ahead and let us know in the comments. And we will be more than happy to chop it up with you. But in the meantime, like I said before, my name is RJ. And I'm Eric. And this is Circle Brothers. We out. Thank you.